What's up, fellas? Uh, coming back with another episode of LG Outsiders for you guys. Thank you guys so much, first and foremost, for the warm welcome back last week. A lot of PMs, a lot of love. Uh, really appreciate it. Really looking forward to getting Jiren back in the mix, getting back to a regular show this week. I appreciate everybody with the kind words last week. I personally felt like it was a pretty shitty show just because I had to listen to myself talk the entire time. And I was covering just so much shit that it felt like it got a little bit monotonous after a while. Uh, either way, really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to being better for you guys. Looking forward to getting Jiren involved uh, on the regular again so we can get two voices, break it up, get some different perspective. Uh, was kind of hoping week one we could get our feet wet just like everybody else was trying to with their first three games. But uh, obviously, the league had different plans. We have quite a bit to talk about. We have to for sure clean up some trades that happened post-recording. And as far as uh, week one trades, uh, wow, some fucking big trades. Uh, there were some big trades before last week, but I mean, not to be outdone by the amount of trades and... Just uh, the quality of players being moved after week one, kind of surprising. Thought everybody would kind of be in the holding pattern. We got some guys definitely trying to shake it up. I also wanted to talk to Jiren about last week's main topic and get a little leftover input as far as last week. I definitely want to get his uh, input on some bargain bidding guys that he's watching this season based on uh, the potential to outperform their contract or live up to the contract. So I wanted to just get a couple guys from him. So we can have at least a little bit of his input from last week's show. We got uh, a couple teams coming out of the gate hot. We got a couple of the teams that were projected to be powerhouses stumbling out of the gate, which we saw last season was not exactly a death sentence. Obviously, Chicago last year had a very poor week one and then just rolled the rest of the way to a Stanley Cup. So it's not a death sentence, but there was some surprising, uh, some surprising starts for some teams that everybody had pegged to do really well. So we'll cover that. We'll do uh, the trade roundup, like I said. We'll definitely cover our players of the week. There are some really nice performances from guys across the league, so really looking forward to giving those guys some shine. Uh, we have, obviously, the big topic being two bands, the two higher-profile bands. There was another one, another manager that was banned uh, as well. But, man, that situation's pretty fucked up. We're going to get into that. Uh, I got some words on it. I know Jaron will as well. Just a really fucking weird situation. And I think the league uh, did the best it could to save face. I'll say that, and then we'll get into it and give uh, further thoughts later in the show. So without any further wait, I'm going to kick it over, get Jiren on, and uh, we'll get right into it. Thank you, boys. All right, fellas. Uh, really happy to be joined by my usual co-hosts. What's up, Jiren? Nothing, man. Glad to be back on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to getting back to our normal swing of things. Um, obviously, last week I did the bidding recap by myself, but I still wanted to get your input on a couple guys that you thought were good contracts, maybe possibly a bad contract. So uh, I'll just, you know, I'll just give you the floor and you can run with it. So just give me some contracts that stuck out to uh, stuck out to you. For sure. So uh, it picked five uh, contracts that I really liked. 
Um, I saw Taze, uh, Archon Assassin, Beret, Breaky, and I did include a goalie this time. So uh, I included uh, What the Fuck Kevo. Um, all those guys went for 500k, and just based on past experiences, like, I mean, I know goalies typically don't sign to too to too long of a term, but those guys, you sign them to a three season, uh, they're worthy of it. Um, Taze obviously been around a while. He was on defense last season, so obviously it's a little bit of a different position, but now he's back at forward. 500k is a bit of a steal. Um, Arkham Assassin obviously did great. Uh, I believe he got 1920 wins with uh, Jay Claus a couple seasons ago. Um, Burray had a monster season last year, and uh, again, Brakey's also a real good player. 500k, so I want to sh- give a shout-out to those guys. Kevo's a starting goalie. You get a starting goalie for 500k, that's always a steal. And uh, just because I normally say goalies aren't people, I included a goalie. So goalies can be people this week. Yeah, and um, it, it wouldn't be a uh, it wouldn't be a show without you mentioning everybody I already mentioned last week. You know, every every <laughs> I didn't <laughs> every single one. I didn't even look at your message until I, until just now. And when you started talking, I'm like, oh. fucking a! I've already talked about all of these dudes. But hey, that oh. just that just goes to show how like how obvious these guys are of a steal. You know, they have the potential to outperform that contract by a lot. You think about a guy like Breaky. He was, what, three and a half last season? Pretty much was uh, literally on an island for the Islanders and put up good numbers, and he's put up good numbers in the past. So that's a guy. He got a three season. And the other guys were coming off of uh, playing some off-position seasons. You had Archon and Taze playing defense, back up at forward where they're more known, and Bure coming off a career year going for 500K. I mean, that's a steal. Yep. Now, uh, two contracts I wanted to talk about who maybe weren't so great. Yeah, shit down um, that on... windpipe. <laughs> Look, everyone's talked about Focus's contract. Obviously, the guy's not a bad player. He's a good player, but 7 mil is uh, that's a steep price. Um, obviously, I'm not saying he can't live up to that contract, but just based on past experiences, I don't think that's the uh, I don't think that's a fair estimate of his value. And a lot of people also like to pick the you know 11 million dollar. $10 million contracts. Obviously, personally, I, I don't think putting 11 million on a guy is necessarily the best move, but that's just my opinion. Wow, say their um, fucking name, you coward. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, like, you, you dropped 10 on Fisher, Joey, Dream. I just feel like... Holy shit, he had it in the back pocket. It was just totally ready to shit on him. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, like, when you, when you put 11 on someone, it's hard to, to balance your team a bit more. That's, that's all I meant by that, but that's not... That's actually not one I was going to say. One I wanted to bring up, uh, a guy came up, uh, actually someone I know I've played, when I was in the AHL, I just played some club with the guy. Uh, Longrod Ronald, uh, buddy of mine, he's a nice guy, good guy. He's a decent player, but uh, he went for two and a half. I was a bit surprised he went for as much as he did. thought he might be more like a 500K to one mil kind of show me show me deal. So uh, I just wanted to bring that one up. Um, I just feel like he should have been a bit cheaper than what he was. Yeah, um, I'm going to double-check you because I think he was a send-down. Oh, yeah, true, true. How do you spell his gamer tag? Is it just normal? L-O-N-G. Yeah, he yeah, was a send-down, so you're an idiot. Oh, mm, rip. <laughs> you got any other ones? <laughs> oh, fuck. Now I'm just sad at myself for do- for doing that. Yeah, why don't we just nope. get off this if you're going to be mean to yeah, people and that. not even sorry, be informed, sorry. just being a fucking meanie. Sorry, I'm a fucking asshole. Just see myself out. Yeah, you got it. If you're not going to know what you're talking <laughs> about. All right. Well, um, Jiren, I know obviously we didn't do the show together last week, but I put up a poll for the preseason cup favorites, and I gave a couple options, and um, I also gave the option of taking the field. So we had Chicago to repeat, 
Florida, Carolina, Tampa, Philly, Toronto, Anaheim, New Jersey. These were a lot of the teams garnering a lot of uh, attention, the shout box, and just public opinion. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a couple other teams that people really like, like uh, that come to mind, like Calgary, Minnesota. So I was just curious if you had a preseason cup favorite. I don't have one in particular, but I have like two or three. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say at first glance, uh, I have New Jersey up there. Obviously, Chicago, I feel they did it last season. They can do it again. Those are my two that I have going forward as my, okay. as my top so two, I feel. is that even after the whole RGD dilemma? Because, uh, I mean. That, no, that was that was before the Okay, RGD okay, fair enough. Had just, had to, just had to clarify. So, yep, yep. Um, as far as the poll results, uh, the field won overwhelmingly, uh, almost 50% of the votes. And the okay. team that had the most votes, I'll give you the top three, okay? Okay. So number one was Tampa with 15%. Number two was Anaheim with 9%. And then number three was uh, Philly with 8%. And uh, I made mention last week, I thought Philly had the best bidding and did just a really good job in the offseason. So they were kind of like my dark horse for the East. So I was yep. uh, I was pretty high on them. So what do you think for about sure. I, the, I... Uh, the public's opinion on those three teams? Is it warranted? I mean, the fields, field, I would say, um, I mean, that's a lot of teams available. It's not, not necessarily a bad bet. Absolutely. And we, Philly had I put this up before any games were played, so you know what? Everyone's got the same odds yeah. to win the fucking cup with no games played. Yeah, exactly. Philly, um, they actually did great in bidding. Uh, I thought they looked awesome after bidding, too. I'm just not sure how the team will uh, do at the end of the season. Not that they're going to do poorly or by any means. I just don't think they'll win the cup. I mean call it a gut feeling or whatever but um it is what it is fizzy's gonna rip your fucking head off in the comments (laughs) he is is gonna murder you look i'm not like i said i'm not saying they're bad i'm not saying they're bad i I think they're really fucking um, good yeah no i agree they are really fucking good i i just i i'm I'm just saying maybe they're like number two or three and for sure that's all for sure yeah no doubt and that's not a bad thing either so what do you think about tampa i think they're a pretty good team uh again like i said they're definitely like a like a top three or four in the conference. I, I just think Jersey's probably the best team in the conference. Uh, pre RGD, I'm talking pre RGD. Yeah. Now I feel like it's a little up in the air. I don't know if he appealed or what's going on with that. Um, I guess I, I was gonna have to see and wait. I mean, I guess if they lose RGD, maybe New Jersey drops and Philly takes that number one spot. I think. I mean, I'm not saying there's a huge gap. I'm just saying you know it's just one, two, three, pretty close. Right. And then uh, the last team that got the a lot of votes would be. Anaheim, a team in our division, we'll be seeing them a lot. I guess uh, we could revisit yeah. them later in the season, just since we're going to be seeing them so much. Yeah, for sure. They definitely have the name power on that team. That's, that's absolutely for sure. yeah, definitely a good they starting got, point. I mean, look at their con- free contracts. They got stiff and rip. Did Dumba change his name? Who was that before? He's he's Dumba. Oh okay. Dumba Beast um, or still... Dumb Beast or something like that. Dumba oh Beast. yeah, that's right. Yeah. They team swapped, right? Yep. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, still like. They got Stiffmeister, they got Dum- uh, Dumba, they got Jordan, I think, is a pretty good contract, too. Yep. Zeno at 500k, it's a pretty good show-me. Uh, I mean, they, they have a lot of good names here, so we'll see how they do. I mean, I think I think they have the name power. I just I know they got a lot of votes. I don't know. If, like I said, I just think Chicago is definitely a better team in that respect. For sure. Okay, so kind of piggybacking off of that, that was the preseason, no games played. Now we got week one yep. under the belt. A lot of teams, a lot of surprising starts for a couple teams that people had pegged to do poorly. We saw that last season. Obviously, our boys in the island started. What did they start? Like eight and one. 
seven and two, and then they had a rough go the rest of the way. So uh, obviously, the name of the game is consistency. Uh, You can you can't get too high, can't get too low. So I just wanted to say a few words on a couple teams that I thought did really well coming out of the gate, and then we'll talk about some teams that we need to see more from. Okay. Yep, sounds good. All right, so I'm going to start with a couple teams that I was really surprised with. I was kind of critical of this team last week, just not knowing what they were going to bring. This is the St. Louis Blues. Dom Squad and Hate had a 3-0 week. Um, I think these guys at least solidified in week one that they're able to play on the Xbox side and that Hate can play on uh, Hate can play on defense. They had a couple uh, tight games, a couple good matchups. So that's going to be huge, especially in a competitive uh, Western Central. I think that that, that uh, division will uh, get a lot tighter as the season goes on. So the consistency has to uh, has to stay there from these guys if they're going to be at least uh, competitive the rest of the way. I think that I, I made mention that these guys need to go. Uh, this team will only go as far as these guys will take them. So good start for those guys. Uh, obviously, in our division, I have to mention the Vegas Golden Knights. Everyone's pretty confident in the ground and pound line. OG Loki and the rest of the boys needed to step up and fill in the gaps. Had a good, strong week one. They went 6-2-1, so that's a solid week one from those guys. Uh, one of the teams that I mentioned last week as well that I wouldn't be surprised just based on chemistry if they did well. I know that they may not have the punch or the um, top-end talent that you would uh, be accustomed to seeing a team that goes 7-2 and two out of the gate. But the Detroit Red Wings just have too much chemistry. These guys know each other. There's so much familiarity. Not really surprised to see them do well week one. Know a bunch of those guys from Moose Hockey League. Like I said, I mean, chemistry can trump skill in any game, especially with a game with so many bounces like the game we love, NHL 20. So staying in that division, another team that came out of the gates hot would be the Ottawa Senators. I had this as one of my teams to watch as a bubble team. Terry and Parody came out firing, going 7-2, and two, so really good start for them. Jaren, were there any other teams that uh, stood out to you as far as getting out to a quick start? Um, definitely, I'd agree with you on the Knights. Uh, I don't think too, one, uh, I don't think too many people you know, expected that. Uh, one team that a lot of people kind of had pegged as a bubble team, uh, the Canucks, went out 8-0-1. I know they're West Lining people, so I know people are kind of side-eyeing them a little bit for that, but that's yeah, a good week. Yeah, I actually had them marked as well. Um, I wanted to make mention of them later as well, but since you brought them up, do you mind if I jump in? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So this team... When I did last week's review, I said, uh, basically, Jaren, I said that I think that this is a playoff team from last season, and they only got better in the offseason and through bidding. So I'm not surprised to see this team go 8-0-1. Well, I should say I am surprised to see them go 8-1, but I'm not surprised to see them do well. Like, I think this team is very, very good. I think that uh, RGD did a fantastic job as far as getting a GM in Tarasenko. Um, You said RGD. Oh, Jesus Christ. DRB. Daddy rides bike, my bad, bro. But um, I think they have a good team. I think that you'll still see them uh, look at this team and look to add. I know last week uh, I got chewed out a little bit by uh, one of their D-men. Uh, Jiren, do you want to uh, <laughs> do you want to uh, fill in why I had a fucking brain fart? And uh, I think he'd be probably pretty uh, pretty reassured based on uh, Daddy rides bike's move that the following day after the fucking podcast. So. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, what did I, I'm sorry, what did I tell you? About oh, when the, I uh, fucking brain uh, farted, when I just, when I saw STL Deets and then I saw Duals, I saw, I saw D and then TZ and just fucking lumped, oh, yeah, lumped them yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember. How you were, <laughs> so he was, was like, pretty Deets sore about and... it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, my bad. Yeah, I remember I, I had mentioned that to you, and you're like, oh, crap. And then I, who did they add? Was it uh, Jay Rassia? Yeah, it's, oh, yep, no, they, that, they got they him. Rage. They also added Rage, the Koi Duck. Yep. Another solid pickup, so definitely made the defense better. This team actually looks pretty good. I'm looking. Yeah, well, they had duals from last year, and like I said, I just lumped him and yeah. Deeds together. Deeds put on waivers last week, so obviously yeah. duals. I apologize. I know that uh, I I appreciated your sarcasm as well, but yeah, I was really surprised <laughs> with that team, man. So sorry for bumping in. Let you get back to your uh, surprise me teams. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, like I uh, finishing off the thought. Um, I know a lot of people peg them as, like, a bubble team. Uh, they came out hot out of the gate. And, uh, again, also surprised with the Red Wings. I know a lot of people um, gave Mike Scott a little bit of, you know, a hard time. But the guy's been grinding. Uh, he's a lot of chem with the guys on the team, like you mentioned. And um, I think that team, chem trumps skill, in my opinion. Obviously, if you're overmatched, overmatched. But, you know, chem can go a long way. The, definitely, those are my two surprises. I don't want to just copy and say everyone. No, <laughs> yeah, I guess the... Uh... The last one that I'll make mention of, too, that I forgot going through. Washington out to a strong start going 6-2-1. and one. Yeah, I believe Venom went 3-0. Yeah, so that's so, huge uh, for him. All right, so I guess now we'll move into the teams that we think came out of the gate a little slow or were sleepwalking a little bit. I'll let you go first on this one. All right. So, again, you're probably going to – I have a couple, um, more, a little bit more of a list. But uh, here we go. So, first one, I'm going to start in the um, – I'm going to start in the West Pacific, our division. Sure. Uh, I'm going to say the Thunderbirds um, obviously came out slow. I think a lot of people expected a lot from them, and definitely a slow start. Obviously, they can still turn it around, but um, that's my that's a team that I expect to do a little bit better. I got two teams in the West Central I was a bit surprised about, being the Minnesota Wild and the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, definitely was expecting a bit more from them. From the East Atlantic, uh, of course, the Panthers I expected a bit more. And from the East Metro, whether or not I, I feel that the team, you know, before pre-bidding, maybe even after bidding, I was expecting them to be a bubble team. But the Blue Jackets, I expected a little bit more uh, than a two and seven week from them. So uh, those are my team. I was a bit surprised about not doing as hot. For sure. So most of those are the teams I was looking at. I guess uh, one team I'd like to <laughs> highlight would be Toronto. I think that this Toronto team has a lot of pieces, so I'd, I'd expect them to have a big bounce back week. 4-3-2, and two, not, not, that's not terrible for a week one, you know, just feeling it out. But I think that this team has the potential to be a 6-3, and 7-2 and two team uh, week in and week out. Obviously, you mentioned Minnesota. I have no, I have no worries about Jared and uh, ninety-eight yeah. putting together a team. I think this is just a case of getting the the two lines besides their own to gel, just moving some pieces, trying to get the right mix. Colorado is a little surprising. I do think that as far as a top line, they have one of the best ones in the league. I think that they'll be able to figure it out. I think. Uh, well, they made a couple big moves we'll touch on later, so they're already trying to shake it up. And one team that you uh, did not mention out of the Pacific that people were pretty uh, high on post-bidding would be the LA Kings. Going 2-7, mm-hmm. and seven, that's a tough week one. Looking for Seji and his boys to really uh, show some spine and bounce back next week. Mm-hmm. And one thing I'd like to say is uh, we all know how sometimes you can get a bit lucky or unlucky in this game, so sometimes you just get a streak of bad bounces, you know, things turn around. So keep at it, boys. Right, absolutely. I mean, you look at a team like Seattle who goes one five and three. Their goal differential isn't that uh, like egregious, like a difference of nine. So you know, a bounce here or there, and they got a couple more games in the bag. Exactly. Right on. 
All right. Um, also, did you mention Florida as well? Because like that was a team I, I did wasn't. Yeah, Florida. that was a team I wasn't worried about at all either. I think Luigi and Remy will for sure get get the boys back in yep. shape. I think uh, I saw. Uh, yeah, I saw Parksy and um, Nifty went zero and three. Don't expect that to continue whatsoever. I think Parksy's a good player and he had a good season last season. So those guys, th- those are teams where I'm, I don't think they're in any. I'm not. Uh, I'm not waving a flag or you know hitting the panic button yet. So you know what I mean. So exactly. All right, so let's go to the trade roundup. There was quite a few trades post-recording last week. I'm just going to bust those out real quick, get your thoughts on if any of them were super significant. There's one that will obviously pop out, um, and then we'll move on to this week's trades because there was quite a few quite a few quality players being moved. So mm-hmm. give me one sec to get those up, and then we'll rip them. Okay, so where we left off last week was uh, Reggie Cush getting traded to uh, WAGS or getting traded to Edmonton, I should say, for a third-round pick. That's where we left off. The next trade post-recording would be God Hazy getting traded to Edmonton, or getting traded to Ottawa for a second-round pick. Uh, then we go to the Rangers and the and the Dallas Stars. This was a trade for Jay Albert. It was a first-round pick and a third-round pick for Jay Albert. Uh, New York also got a player named Mookie in the AHL. So this was one of those uh, draft pick defensemen uh, trying to get some chemistry. Jay Albert played with Teaspoon last season in the C, also a Moose guy. Next we have um, a second round pick from Chicago getting sent to Edmonton for Get Aced, who they had let for a brief stint last season as well. So something to keep an eye on there. Next we have Rage Rocks, aka the Koi Duck, getting sent to Vancouver like you alluded to just a few minutes ago for a third round pick. So getting Rage Rocks uh, at, for a third-round price, not even a player, that's a pretty good pickup. Obviously, DRB thought he did need to add a defenseman. Maybe not top four, okay. Dewalt. Not, maybe not top four, but he got someone to round out the, his uh, defensive <laughs> core uh, with uh, Deeds getting put on waivers. What do you got, Jaren? One thing I one thing I wanted to point out I saw um, during bidding is when Pittsburgh won uh, Rage Rocks' bid, it didn't even sound like Pittsburgh really wanted him. So it looks like Vancouver kind of took uh, – Oh, interesting. Uh, so they got stuck. The situation. Yeah, okay. it looks like they, uh, I think I think New Jersey bit up one of Pittsburgh's players they wanted, so they bit up Ray Drax, Koi Duck. Oh no shit! So okay, that's pretty be, funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's just from from what I gathered. I mean, there might be more to it or less to it. I don't know, but just from what I gathered, from what I saw. Okay. Yeah, that's looks like the RB took advantage of that situation. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. So next we have Boston <laughs> sending McCarr to the Habs and Ray for a second round draft pick and TVK. Next, we have Pittsburgh sending a third-round draft pick. This is an AHL trade. Don't want to fucking include those. My bad. Here we go. Next, we have New York sending Wizzy War to the Devils for Bushook, a second and a third. Just a quick side note, it sounded like Wizzy was not going to be uh, happy in uh, New York. So this was a, a trade with uh, the Rangers getting out ahead of it. Bushook, decent player going back with some draft picks. Uh, I think uh, New Jersey will be happy with the return on this one. Next, we go to St. Louis, where they sent Holland 98 to Calgary for Smitty. And then we go to a huge fucking trade that happened last week before week one. I'm still curious as to what the fuck happened. But uh, we have Rocket 5, a.k.a. Thabon, Titan Killer 6226, Neil 25, Domi 13, getting sent from Chicago to Toronto for Jaff Gaming 14, Manu 5, Lavachkin and Blade MTL, just a huge fucking move to happen uh, before the season starts. Uh, really, 
really would love to give some perspective on that. Unfortunately, I really don't have much to provide you other than maybe a shakeup that had been in the works for a while. Well, I, I don't know. All I can say, just from what I heard, gathered, whatever, um, is Rocket was unhappy with um, the um, Limlin and the uh, and the esports team and all that. Um, so. That's all I was aware. Okay. Of. I don't know so, the details. Yeah, that's. I'm happy. You know what? That that happened a lot this off season. There was we saw plenty of teams split up and people go their separate ways based on how esports shook out. So that's uh, not surprising at all, and it makes sense. So I think Chicago yeah. did a good job as far as getting returned. Jeff Gaming's a great player. Obviously, Rocket on a really affordable contract that hurts. Jeff, I think, is still pretty affordable. If I'm going off the top of my head, I still think he's around two, two and a half. That's just off the top of the head. Could be completely fucking wrong. All right, so next we go to Minnesota. They sent Scooby91, a.k.a. APX, to the Habs for Weon Salute. I don't know, Jaren, you want to fucking take a stab at this one? W-E-O-N-C-U-L-E-C-O. Weon Kalu? I don't know. Fuck me, man. So bad. And two-thirds. So uh, I thought that APX would be sticking around a little bit, but uh, obviously 98 getting out ahead of it. Next we have a pretty... um, Interesting train. We had Dirty Duster sent from Vegas to St. Louis for Landimov. It's not interesting in the aspect that OG went and got Landimov. These guys managed together in PSN AHL. They were in the CHL together last season. A lot of chemistry. He wanted to go get his boy. I just thought that Dirty Duster was going to be a pretty big piece for Vegas, even though a lot of people were saying he was overpaid. Just seemed like a a guy that would be sticking around a little bit for low key, but obviously he went and got yeah, his boy. I agree. Another PSN guy. Yep. Okay. So this one, this one I wanted to make note of just for a quick second, because, uh, this was the paralyzer deal. Uh, this is where we had a first round draft pick and Stonewall Civ, who we just ran into club last night and then fucking roasted us on Twitter. Fuck you, dude. And then, uh, <laughs> he got sent to Florida and then Bridgeport was receiving Paralyzer. So that's just, just uh, some quick background on that trade. So just keep that one in the back of the head for moving forward. All right, next we go to Edmonton where we have loads in two seconds sent to New York for third-round draft pick and Nezzy. I got some information on this one from Jay Hatch. Uh, let me pull up my notes real quick. All right, so Jay Hatch told me like he knows he overpaid just a little bit. But he said, Nezzy is boys with Breezy and Toronify, lots of chem, hence the slight overpay. So, hey, like I said just with uh, Loki a few seconds ago, if that's your boy, go get him, man. It doesn't matter what the price is. I had to pay an arm and a leg for fucking Jiren last season. And (laughs) you got to go get your boys, man. All right, and that finishes up last week's trades, and we'll move right into this week's trades, post-week one trades. So uh, next, we're going to stay in Edmonton, where Reggie Cush did not stay long. He was sent with a third-round pick for Junior Hawk to Winnipeg. And then uh, next we'll go to Columbus, where Bones was sent over to Columbus for J-King, 3-4-2, and a second-round pick. We then have the recently acquired Bushhook being sent from New York Rangers to um, Minnesota for a third-round pick and Okua. So Okua was actually my first draft pick last season. Really good Hawk guy, really competitive in the Hut scene, doing all the tournaments and everything. Um, the thing with him was he's such a good player hut wise 
that he's still adjusting to sixes hockey. He had a good season with Minnesota last year with Yargage. I know after having a couple rough seasons or a couple rough weeks with us because we were just not hot out of the gate and stayed stayed not hot. But uh, Okua is a solid pickup for this trade. I think uh, I think New York did pretty well on this one. Uh, so next we go to New York again. They're sending a second round draft pick and a third round draft pick in Elias twenty six or Eliash. I've fucking my eyes, my brain, man, just melting. All right, so Eliash twenty six getting sent over to New Jersey. Uh, kind of funny side note is uh, New York sent back New Jersey second and third, and this was the trade for Jemima down in the um, AHL, which then New York in in turn brought called him up. So. Next, we go to Columbus, where Wags was very active last week and very active this week. This man has been on a fucking tear as far as uh, his roster. Looks nothing like what it uh, looked like at the end of bidding. So he traded Coho, Ichi, and a third for Stukos. Really big uh, really big move here. We were fortunate enough to play with one of the guys from Arizona to give us a little bit of perspective on this one. Stukos, obviously, really big uh Really big uh, piece with Didezo and or, or Stick, whichever you know him as. Just like a nice one-two punch, really good. Just seemed to run his course, and they wanted to shake it up. That's all you could say. He said it wasn't anything about him underperforming or anything like that. He's a fantastic player. So next we go to Minnesota and Detroit. This was a trade for the recently bought-out band for Cheat. Uh, Minnesota sent a second, a third, and uh, another third to Detroit for him. Next, we go to Winnipeg and Tampa, where we have a goalie swap. We have Villy being sent from Winnipeg to Tampa for Roaring Viper. Next, we go to Anaheim, where they send a second and Crispy 8120 to Blue Line Kings, Dallas Stars, and they sent Nasty 93. We go to Ottawa, where Dub17 was sent to Colorado for Arsenault, 94. We go back to Minnesota, where Bufflin, 33, was traded to uh, St. Louis for NJ Ski, 711. That's a moose guy as well. Um, kind of a, uh, just to make a quick note on that one, just D-man for forward, so just keep an eye on that. Next, we go to Ottawa, where they sent a third and got hazy to Columbus for I-Nasty. We then go to a pretty big move for the, the Vancouver Canucks, sending Winston Payne in a second-round draft pick to New York for a third-round draft pick in Sorokin. So Winston Payne, big contract guy, two mil coming out of bidding. They get Sorokin, the the reigning Vesna winner, at a 500k discount. Pretty solid, pretty solid move if you ask me. Next, we go to Calgary, where JV95 was traded to uh, Montreal from Macar. We then have the aforementioned Stonewall Civ traded to um, Boston for a third-round draft pick. So Florida just not having the need for him at this time. And then we had a trade reversal. The aforementioned Dubs and Arsenal trade was reversed. We then have Nashville acquiring Jay King from Wags' Columbus Blue Jackets for a third-round draft pick. We then have Jay King getting flipped to Minnesota for T. Hopkins 40. A uh, thing to note on that is Hopkins has another season remaining. Next, we go to Edmonton, where the reversed Dub-17 was sent to Seattle for Henrique. Ottawa stayed busy, then trading Loops-91 for Phil's-14 from Winnipeg. Winnipeg, also remaining busy, trades It's a Full Send in a first-round draft pick to Anaheim for Marshan-63. Marshan 
Next, we go to Toronto, where they sent Leafs 30, stay-at-home D to St. Louis for Bufflin and Espas. Really big fucking trade here. Um, th- we now have Jemima getting flipped from New, uh, New York to Columbus for Lutfi. So forward for de- uh, defense right there. Big trade. Next, we go to Montreal, where Trizen was traded to Colorado for Gentry, a second and a third. We then go... T- well, actually, we'll stay in Colorado where we have Arsenal, Beaupre, Mr. Anderson, Sando Sparks traded to Dallas for LaGrange, 91, two seconds, Jay Albert, and Teaspoon. So they got three draft picks, three high draft picks from uh, Dallas in return for those players from Colorado. So Colorado trying to get some guys with some term and some chemistry. Uh, we then have Jemima getting flipped from Columbus to Colorado for a first-round draft pick and BTW coming off the huge season for uh, the then Toronto or for the then uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So he's getting flipped for Jemima. We then have him not staying there very long. He gets flipped for Burlev and a second-round pick. We then have, I mean, Wags, like I said, Wags was on a fucking tear. Colorado was on a fucking tear. These guys are just flipping these fucking rosters, man. And then we have a third-round draft pick from Wags sent to Boston for Rybish. Wags, okay, the next four are fucking Wags, so bear with me. This this man <laughs> this man went on a fucking rampage, dude. Wags then <laughs> traded a second and a third for Drama from uh, the Arizona Coyotes. Second-round draft pick and Pat Light coming from New York, going to Columbus. Uh, Wags sent Burlev. So this man was just flipping people like crazy all weekend. Just getting people flipping him. I mean, he had, his phone had to be fucking dying. He had the charger real close by. <laughs> Next, we have the recently acquired Rybish and last week's acquired Breaky getting sent from Wags to Lemelin and the Chicago Blackhawks for Wooly33 and Blade MTL. And then we have him trading LG's darling baby boy, Pat Light, to the St. Louis Blues for a third-round draft pick. Fuck, man. That is a lot of trades for week one. That sounds like a fucking deadline weekend. These boys were fucking getting after it. You have any thoughts on any of those? Uh, one thing I'd like to comment. Um, Lutfi ended up taking general manager with New York, so wiped his contract. So that was a pretty good move. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Solid yeah. input right there because I remember that being brought up as well. And that honestly makes that move even more uh, in New York's favor just from that standpoint because obviously Jemima probably wasn't too happy to be there. Yep. And um, I don't think uh, Columbus was too happy with the roster. I don't know, man. Like, that, that dude wags. Man's was just wheeling and dealing. Um, obviously, when, you know, you have a bit of a poor week, you want to switch it up. So I definitely understand why they're wheeling and dealing. Yeah. It's just, uh, well, the man gave me a heads up last week, too. He said uh, post-bidding, he's, <laughs> he's going to have a lot of uh, – he's not done. He's not done even with bidding being done. So this I don't think this guy All stops. Right, so enough. he's just been fucking wheeling and dealing. One thing I'll say is if uh, you know if if you're not in if you're not winning the games, obviously something's got to change. Change what you need to do. So do what you need to do, Wags. Keep it up. Yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta try to find the right mix. I just feel like Wags has his mixing bowl and he is just fucking chucking eggs, fucking dumping flour <laughs> from the fucking ceiling. Like he's like a mad scientist right now trying to find that fucking mix. All right, so that wraps up trades. You have any other ones you want to talk about before we move on? No, no, that's that's. I mean, obviously, the Colorado is a pretty big tr- uh, trade with the Stars. Um, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty fair trade. Uh, but aside from that, nothing really I wanted to add. Okay, we're going to uh, the players of the week, Jiren. 
Are you going to give out? Are you just going to reaward fucking medals this season? Or are you going to do better? Sometimes it'll be medals. Okay. Because, like, sometimes, All right. so, sometimes, the people, sometimes the people who are in the medals do deserve the medals, in my opinion, okay? so. But they already got the trophy um, points, Jiren. Listen, man, but they just, sometimes they just deserve the shout-out. All right, man. I'm going to let you start. So start All with right. your forwards. All right. So... <clears throat> I uh, I promised this guy I'd give him a shout out, but he also uh, followed up with a great week. Um, so you're gonna roll your eyes when I say this name, but uh, Barube, it's gonna give you a shout Dude, out for that one. You cannot suck his dick for a whole nother season. All right, you guys need to fucking shack up, get a room. We're done with that. I love him too, but you can't be riding him the entire season again. Cause then I brought him up. I wanted to bring him up like legitly one time last season, and then you got a fucking erection and started going off on a tangent. Like I'm not doing it another right. year. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, not taking any more requests for shout-outs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, hit up asaptipsuck at gmail.com. <laughs> hey, man, that's supposed to be private. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check out his OnlyFans, too. A lot of feet pictures. <laughs> hey, man, listen, my OnlyFans is only a dollar, so check it out. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll let that one slide. It's your first episode back in the saddle. We'll let it slide. Go Get, in, get into your real ones. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, also, uh, just shy real quick. Are we doing any surprise underperformers, like individual players? Um, that's up to you. Not I'm, top three. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna highlight people because you know it's just one week. So I don't really. Right, I don't really right. think it's fair. I think it's good to give people their due when they do well. And if it's just a week, it could be matchups. It could be, hey man, they had something fucking happening that week. I mean, there's some real life right, shit. Right, they right. could be fucking down. I'm not gonna fucking pile on. Okay. The only one that I want to pile on is at the end of the season. I'm still going to be giving out that green jacket. For sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So uh, I actually mentioned this guy earlier in the episode, and um, obviously, you know, just based on past performances, you don't really expect this out of him. So I want to give a shout-out to Venom for going 3-0. Um, good job, Venom, obviously. Uh, two points per game as well on the av- uh, averaging this week, so good job on that. I know... Um, I, I believe he's on the third line with his team. So when you have a third line going 3-0, that's that's huge. Uh, definitely more than what you can ask for going 3-0. So shout-out to Venom for that. Also want to give a shout-out to... <clears throat> God damn it. Bro. I don't know why this is so hard for me. Because you're trying also, you're, you're sizing out. up a bunch of dicks, dude. Just fucking get it out there. No, 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 no. I, I, uh, I'll tell you later. Anyways, um... I want to give a shout out to Tapas of Tops. Had a pretty good week with 12 points, so good job, Tops. Yeah, actually, I had him as one of mine as well. Just one thing, one. No, no, no. That's fine. I got others. I had four because I was planning okay, on okay. you taking at least one or two. So uh, <laughs> one thing to make note of on that is Fog bought out his band. So just something to keep uh, keep an eye on moving forward. Okay. Maybe he ends up on that St. Louis yep. squad with Toppy. That would be uh, something to keep an eye of. I know they uh, one quit when the other got banned. So we'll see what happens. All right, so um, I know I just razzed you, but I wanted to give this guy some shine because he's coming back, uh, went back to forward, had a good week with that uh, West Coast line from Vancouver. Tarasenko, 91, went 3-0, 11 points, plus 12, pretty big week. Uh, welcome back to playing forward and putting up big numbers. The next guy I want... You got the trophy points. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. I, but... but... <laughs> No, 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 no. Hold up, hold up. Fuck you, because last year there was, like, multiple weeks where you gave out literally the fucking, our player of the week was just five of the six fucking guys from the from the fucking list that already got the medal. I did one, so suck a dick. I'm moving on. 
All right, so next I'm going to Regs84. Obviously, everybody all knows him from Caps Gaming. Really kind of busted onto the scene there. Uh, was playing defense. He's playing forward this year. 3-0, 12 points, uh, big plus 9. Another guy I wanted to give a shout-out to was Pigs on Jupiter. The reason I wanted to highlight Pigs is I know he had messaged me probably about two months ago, and he was he was on the fence about coming up. He was looking to get an AHL spot. So good for him for bumping up. He went 3-0 in Week 1. He had 8 points. 7 of those 8 points were goals, so obviously just a big trigger man over there. And then my last guy that I wanted to make note of would be Bodie91. He went 3-0 in Week 1. The reason I wanted to mention Bodie, he had a nice solid week, 11 points plus 4. He went the perfect 3-0. His team, though, 4-4-1. and uh, I made mention of this last season as far as everybody was on this guy as far as uh, scrub hunting. He played a big matchup this week, but he also had two cupcakes. Uh, really looking forward to him to continue these numbers against stronger opponents moving forward. Just wanted to make a quick note of that. All right, so we go to defense. Jiren, give me your defenders. Okay. So this guy, um, <clears throat> he had a big 3-0 week, and I've played this guy in club, and uh, honestly I've had a tough time playing against him. He's a really good D-man. Um, is T9 Galerno, who uh, went 3-0. He only got three points, which, I mean, still point per game as D-man's great. Yeah, and um, I'm glad you took him, him so I didn't out. have to stumble through that name too. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, great job, T9. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out to Koi Duck. Obviously, he came in, again, as a depth guy. Uh, again, went 3-0, plus 5 at 3 points. Um, you want Obviously, your depth guy is going 3-0 is huge. So uh, good job, Rage slash Koi Duck. I don't know which you prefer now, but one of them. And <clears throat> I want to give a shout-out to Shuck and Jive, uh, plus 12. That's huge. Mm -hmm. So great job, Shuck. Um also, one more uh, I want to give out because I did give two for Vancouver, so I want to switch teams a little bit. Sure. Uh, the Hurricanes Chara X33 plus seven. Um, he only got two points, but that man, we only have two points, but you're a plus seven and you're shutting it down. So a great job out there, Chara. Okay, so I'm not gonna give him my player of the week, but I just wanted to make mention of him because I did earlier in the show. Hate 25 went three and zero this week. Had big questions for those guys last week. Good to see him going three and zero. Not getting my player of the week though. You already got one from LG. Moving along, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go to Bugsy coming off the Stanley Cup win. Forced that St. Louis team. <laughs> it's hates D partners, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really fucking like straying too far off the path. Like this is gonna give hate some shine too as well. But Bugsy going three and zero plus eleven, big week for that guy. Uh, I looked at Hedman from uh, New Jersey, played a couple decent matchups. One of those guys that didn't get the points, but a big plus ten. So obviously he was in some games with a large scoring margin, but good for him going three and zero. And then um, the last two I wanted to make mention of, actually, okay, so I have two to make mention of, and uh, it's actually three guys, the two tie together. So it would be Ice Cream Truck and Focus from Detroit. Ice Cream Truck, just yeah. because he moved back to defense, the position that I know him primarily as, fantastic defenseman going 3-0, and played in some tight games, only a plus three, had three points though. And then it, uh, I said focus. Obviously, uh, we mentioned, I said it as well last week, Jaron, that his contract, he mm -hmm. was a day two casualty, just got really inflated. So good for him yep. to go 3-0, really uh, <laughs> earn your contract, so to speak. Um, and then the last guy would be Ward from Philadelphia. So this guy had a tough season last year with our boy Bobby Taser. Uh, good to see him start the season off on the right foot, going 3-0. He's a great player, good dude. 
points weren't there, but just getting back in the wind calm had to be so refreshing. All right, now we're going to go. Uh, now we're going to Jiren's favorite people in the world, goalies. <laughs> what do you got, Jiren? So I do want to give a shout out to this guy. He uh, may be small bias because I know him. He's on our team, but want to give a shout out to Binger, uh, big three one and zero. He uh, I mean, goal against average of one point one eight, save percentage of eighty seven and a half, and one shutout. Uh, congrats on the shutout, Binger. Um, one thing I just like to point out: one game he had packet loss. So uh, <laughs> way to keep us in it, Binger, with the packet loss. And another goalie, and I know, here we go, I'm probably going to catch a little bit of heat for it. The one and only, I know he got player of the week, mm-hmm. but he went 5-1 and one with two shutouts, so that's pretty impressive as well. Good job, one and only. Yeah, that's a solid pick. You got any other ones, or are you, you done? No, I'm just going two for the goalies. Yep, just, just two, goalies. because they don't mean shit to you, I get goalies it. Goalies aren't people, yep. yep. Okay. Goalie in your life. So, uh, <laughs> I wanted to do general 420. I think uh, he's going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting for Nashville, obviously, we give our utmost and most heartfelt condolences for Recky and his family. Um, relating to mm-hmm. LG, he was on this Nashville squad. They had to acquire another goaltender to replace him. LG's doing a great thing, keeping him still on the roster so everyone can still see him where he was going to play this season on both Xbox and PlayStation. General really picked up the slack, knowing he had to have a big week to uh, really um, – you know, right the ship or, you know, steady the ship in some really turbulent waters as far as everything going on with the outside noise. And he did a really good job going five and one, 82 save percentage, had a shutout. Uh, the next goalie I wanted to highlight was Askarov 30 from Ottawa. He went four and oh with an 86 save percentage, 1.67 GAA. And then my last goalie I wanted to point out was my little Revy. I mentioned last week, didn't know much about him. But I was comfortable and confident that Chicago obviously knew a lot about him, and was uh, so he went five and one. He had a seventy nine point six save percentage. Uh, save percentage, uh, you know, that's that for six games. That's fine. It's whatever. But uh, played him in club, and he was really fucking good. And that's when I knew he was going to have a solid season, especially on that Chicago Blackhawks roster. So good to see him have a good week one. All right, Jaren. Uh, we're moving along to our last segment. It's the Shotzi Memorial okay. Recipient Awards. <laughs> so there is. So my Shotzi Memorial Recipient. Yeah, there's there's definitely quite a few. Um, just from. Uh, Do you want me to list all the ones that just, have happened since uh, the last recording? No, I have I have two in mind. One of them opens up a conversation, obviously. Yeah, we're gonna get to that um, one after. So we'll yeah. get we'll get to that. But the um, the main one, the main one I want to give is to my former GM Cletus, uh, R.I.P. Cletus. I give I bestow upon you the Shotzi Memorial Award. Right. So I'll go through all the reward or reward. I'll go through all the award recipients um, since our last recording that had been removed. It's Slice TTV. Heard he was like a, a personal friend that just couldn't make his games or something like that. It took the ban. Jefferson McPoop made mention that I hoped he stuck around because his gamer tag makes me giggle. Uh, thank you for <laughs> making me giggle one last time seeing you in the fucking news feed, buddy. Uh, Cletus, that's a real tough one. Uh, I reached out to him to see what happened. He hasn't answered me back. He was nothing but great with me. Obviously, uh, he must have just got fed up and said, fuck this. Um, I know he's been explosive in the past. Could have been one of those situations but he was nothing but good to me. Really sad to see him end up on this list. Next, we go to Boston Massacre 86. And then uh, we have Suma from Vegas. And then we have Laveshki, a.k.a. Baby Bass, and RGD. 
So Jiren, obviously, RGD and Baby Bass slash Leveshki, uh, really, really big conversation occurring in the shout box, the forums, the managers chat about the situation. Just really a captivating uh, situation as far as the implications mm-hmm. it has for two really solid squads, honestly. So uh, just wanted to get your thoughts before I get mine. Well, one thing I'd like to point out, and um, now maybe my uh, my rule book knowledge isn't up, you know, brushed up, but uh, from what I was aware, a lot of this stuff came from direct messages. And, you know, they were going back and forth in DMs, uh, I mean, I feel like if, you know, it's one thing if someone's harassing someone in DMs, but if someone, if, if you guys are going back and forth in a DM, I feel like that should just kind of, like, stay in the DMs, um, because technically it's not an LG-sanctioned chat. Maybe, like, I'm just a fucking idiot by saying that. Um, I also think the cap was a bit strong. I mean, I know, like, they take threats and all that seriously, but, I mean, the nature of this, come on. Just, I think it's a bit soft of a ban, in my opinion. I don't think it was worth the cap, so that's my thoughts on it. Uh, Shy, what do you have? Okay, so a couple things. I think uh, first off and foremost, uh, I think this was just a troll gone wrong. I think uh, both of yep. these guys were looking to troll the other. It ended up getting personal, and I think ultimately you have two guys that really enjoy the league, have done a lot for the league. You have RGD, who's a manager. He's a prominent figure as far as media. Everyone's seen what he's done with the fucking Kevin Weeks and Pat Light thing. That's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen on this site. That was fucking hilarious. Then he went and did it again. Yep. Yeah, he's always doing a weekly update. And I'm, oh I'm terrified now that we can't get that. Obviously, with him banned and cat banned, I don't know his access to the site, how restricted it is. But uh, like I said, just I think it was a troll gone wrong. I think someone said something that really actually triggered someone. And it started to get personal. And then it got to the point where people were getting reported. I don't fault RGD for re-reporting. If I got reported, I would do the exact same thing. I'm going to appeal. I'm going to put out my side of the story. If you paint it with such a broad brush, I got to come back and try to, you know, read, read uh, or at least give you my perspective as well. So I don't fault RGD for, re, uh, for appealing and then, you know, p- putting all that stuff out there, which got Leveshki banned. He, the guy got suspended. He's management. He got suspended. He got muted. So I don't blame him for doing what he did. I do have a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, I, I wouldn't say issue, but I know consistency in these uh, decisions and punishments have been anything but consistent. So I think this is another case of that where everything was too retroactive for me. I think um, mm-hmm. I think as, as far as from the league perspective, and I think with the outside noise coming from the real world right now, this got like it's a fucking video game and people were talking shit to each other i think with the current yep. culture in our world it kind of seeped into our fucking little escape here in lg uh, i'm not gonna get political i don't give a fuck one way or another but it just had that feel as far as the conversations that were taking place and that i got to observe in the manager's chat the manager's forum whatever it just seems like uh they're this they were trying to set a precedent based on a lot of shit that's been going on in the real world. I don't know. That's just the feeling I got. Obviously, there was a threat made. I think it was a loose threat. I don't think it was warranted of this ban. I think this is something where, especially like you said, it was in private messages. There was some public uh, banter going on in the shout box. So I know that that probably weighed in on the uh, decision. I do have a lot of issue with some of those bogs. I this is This is where it comes down to me. 
these bogs are they're put in a no-win situation because when it gets down to it at the end of the day, they're no, they're no different than you and I, Jiren. They play this league because we enjoy it. We enjoy the ability mm-hmm. it gives us to compete and play a video game for a little bit more than just laughs. But these guys aren't these guys aren't bias-free, and when it gets down to it at the end of the day, they're just like us. And for someone to abstain from making a decision or for someone that's uh, could be biased in one way or another, I know RGD's had his run-ins in the past, so he was never going to get the the baby face decision like he's had his run-ins with mm-hmm. mcdonald and he's had to i think he's had multiple suspensions so that was the issue for me mm-hmm. and um it really gets back down to uh i think a precedent was being set i think after they cap banned leveshki rgd was probably blindsided by his cap ban all the man was trying to do was appeal his suspension and clear his name based on what had happened I thought the initial penalty on Baby Bass was fucking super severe, not not fucking warranted whatsoever. And then to come back over the top and drop the hammer on RGD, I think it just made an ugly situation even uglier. I think this could have been handled differently. It's okay to turn the other cheek if you're LG and just admit you fucked up on the Baby Bass situation. But uh, I also I also commend LG McDonald for sticking to his guns. He came into the manager's chat and really like laid out his thoughts, was willing to listen to other people's uh, opinions and gripes as far as with the decision. So I give him credit for trying to get out ahead of it and for sticking to his guns. But overall, really unfortunate situation, and I'm really sad to see someone like RGD, who is a manager. We've talked to him a lot. What a good, funny dude. I know that he's kind of a troll to some people, but, like, man, that's a guy that's going to be missed in the league. Same with Baby Bass, fantastic player, had a great season last year with Montreal. I mean, these are two guys that sh- shouldn't be getting kicked out. Mm-hmm. Not not to say just because they're good, but just this, the, the what they did is not worth the cap, in my opinion. Yeah, especially considering, like I said, you just got guys that make contributions to the league. So, like, I think losing RGD's media will be sorely missed because that satire and that comedy is – fucking great um yeah so i guess that wraps up our show i'm sorry to end it on such a kind of a down (laughs) a down subject but uh yeah i mean obviously it was a major uh major conversation piece all season or all week so we obviously had to talk about it um it sucks there i don't think there was ever going to be a winner in that situation so it is what it is we just spoke our piece on it uh jiren you have any closing thoughts for this week's show uh, just one more thing I'd like to touch on. I know a lot of people might not have heard about it. Um, just another thing that happened more in the CHL. I just wanted to touch on it as well because I think there was a site-wide PM. Yeah, there uh, was. Notification. Yeah, for the uh, whole uh, Matheson-Croxy thing. Um, I will say, like, I'm, I'm not going to get too into it because it's outside of our league, but I just want to say, like, don't be a douchebag. Don't be racist. And uh, hoping, I'm thinking he's going to get, from what I read, uh, appealed. But um, <clears throat> just shout out to not letting it just sit there and and let people get away with being a scumbag. So uh, just uh, just want to tip my hat to Croxy and McDonald for I think McDonald's making it right here. Yeah. Uh, so just want to tip my hat to that. Um, yeah. And I know I know it, Brody though. gets Brody gets kind of a uh, a tough a tough look every once in a while on some of these situations, but uh, it definitely seems like he's trying to do right and good on him for opening a dialogue with Karaxi to better understand the situation and uh, try to progress forward through it. Just like I said, I just think a lot of this shit, like it's really charged right now based on the current like structure of the world. 
So yeah, we, yeah, for sure. We're really being really, really harsh on it in a fucking league where people come to escape and have fun and try to avoid that at all costs. So I do think that's why LG is being so proactive and so uh, trying to set a harsh precedent so they can nip it in the bud and not have to fucking deal with these scumbags. You know what I mean? Not saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not I when I say these scumbags, I'm talking about the guys that are doing shit racially charged. Those people are fucking awful. I, I said what I said about RGD and Leveshki. I think that they they just they didn't know where the troll stopped and it got bad. Like they got into each other's head. That's that's on them. But I don't think that those guys are scumbags. I'm talking about these guys no. that he if you gotta put a post out on a fucking video game website based on all these video games when we open them now, we have to see like Black Lives Matter or like racial content warnings and stuff like that. Like what the fuck is going on? Uh, it just, I don't know. I just think we should just call out people need to be held to a higher standard, so we just call out what you see. So, um, don't be a scumbag, don't be racist. If you want to talk shit to somebody, you can do it without, you know, being a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, yeah, for sure. If you if you got to stoop that low to call on someone's uh, personal shit or race or something like that, don't even start chirping to begin with, because obviously your brain's not developed enough to fucking come up with something witty, even when you got to stoop to that level. All right, that's it. I don't really want to talk about this anymore, to be completely yeah, yeah, honest. Yeah, I'm, we're beating a dead horse. I'm over it. Really fucking terrible end of the show. I, but anyways, Jaren, I'm really happy to get you back on the saddle with me. This was a lot better. I, it just felt like the flow was better. Last week, I felt like a fucking zombie going through it. This was good. I'm really happy to have <laughs> you back, buddy. Glad to be back. Always happy to be here. All right, boys. That wraps it up for this week's show. We'll talk to you guys next week on a week two review. All right, take it easy, fellas. For sure. Yeah, see ya.